Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Variant O'Connor. The recovering Freedom Variant O'Connor. Bro, I, I, uh, oh my God, man. I was sick. Like, yeah, legit sick. I, I, I'm a blessed guy when I, lucky or my level of activity or how I eat or whatever, man. I go through life like, don't get sniffles, you know, I have some medical problems. I've had a couple serious issues, but like, I don't catch the colds and the sniffles and even my allergies as I get older, like my allergies are improving, but I, I picked up like just doing my job, you know, I picked up a bunch of ticks and I thought I got them all, but apparently one got through, through my uh, stellar tick picking fingers for a little bit too long. And I end up with Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Yeah. That stinks, man. That's, uh, yeah. it was, it's like you said, it's a bacterial infection, right? It's, yeah, I think that ticks basically, it's like either they, they issue a nerve messing agent or a, a you know, but the, I think that Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever is a bacterial infection that, in, is rapid acting in the human body and it does major major damage if if at all left unchecked like if you like try to fight it on your own um i guess potentially fatal oh it's man potentially debilitating um and so i i mean i'm joking i'm feeling better but i'm still a little bit worried that there may be some long-term consequences to this that that's, that's... that i'm not feeling today because my fever finally broke i don't like five-day fever man like i'm nuts yeah that, that never happens as like yeah. an adult right no it has never happened in my adult life ever like we joke about covid i i had covid i was sick for a day dude and the second time i had it the first time i had it i struggled a little bit harder but it would be hard to confirm that i actually had it because it was outside of the announced prescribed time frame that the government issued according mm -hmm. to the covid schedule um, as a matter of fact, entire portions of upstate New York, you know, closed their schools and stuff like that to due to a mysterious res respiratory virus um, in early 2020 um, mm. that I eventually caught and suffered kind of, I, I was able to work and stuff, but I felt bad for like two weeks, you know, like somebody was standing on my chest and a fever that would be there, then it wouldn't be there. I treat it and I feel great. And then it would kind of filter back. Yeah. So I, I suspect that was COVID. Yeah. And COVID and the flu, you know, that kind of thing, kind of two combined kind of deal. Yeah. So might, might have had that, but I mean, yeah, some of the tick tick-borne diseases are no joke, like that and Lyme disease. And then the the sickness that you can get where if you get like the lone star tick, uh you, it'll make you allergic to red meat. Oh my god, that would be <laughs> Yeah. How would people be able to go on? No, it, it happened. It happened to my dad for a little while. It kind of went away with yeah. him, but it happened to him where, like, for a little while, like, if he ate any red meat, like, at all, he'd get like sick. It's like just like there's a a similar protein in something that exists in that type of tick, and it makes your body overreact to it. And <laughs> I'm laughing, uh, but that's not really funny. It's just uh, yeah. that's horrible. No that's man. Horrible. So I got that. Got like, you know, I still like 40 pounds of meat in my freezer i don't know what i do <laughs> what am i gonna do with this yeah 
But uh, speaking of blood sucking um, creatures, uh, we're we're going to talk some politics today, folks, oh, and uh, especially uh, the politics of oh goodness, RFK Jr. We're, we'll talk about that his his whole thing with, with Joe Rogan, and I, I, I titled this this episode "Debate Me, Bro." Um, oh, cool! It's good. And, uh, you you know what side I'm going to come down on, probably. I'm I'm very curious as to what side you're going to come down on. Um, I hope it's an interesting conversation. You know? Uh, yeah. No. So so we'll yeah we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Hunter Biden and uh, <laughs> and maybe the submarine hey. thing. Maybe Amazon Prime. We got a bunch yeah. of stuff to talk about today. Hunter was potentially a hero for the Second Amendment, guys, and I think that's that's getting overlooked here. Oh yeah, so we're going to talk about libertarian hero Hunter Biden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so we're we'll go in at five minutes. So five, four. Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Radio Counter. I'm here, Kevin, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, I am recovering. So, you know, from Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, which is, guys, just so you know, pretty serious kind of illness. But here I am doing a show because I love you guys, right? I love you guys. I think Kevin and I have interesting perspectives to offer you. And and frankly, guys, just like, I think they're important. And so we want to have conversations and that's, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. So thanks. Uh, the live audience got to hear Tim's whole explanation, his, his ordeal related to ticks. Um, talked about yeah. before show if you're listening on wysl thank you for being here appreciate you being here uh if you want to catch the stuff we talk about before the show during breaks after the show make sure you look up our podcast too. look up a free solution we have uh more content uh sometimes stuff that you know we couldn't say on the radio occasionally but uh yeah, yeah. sometimes that'll happen after the show um yeah <clears throat> so anyway we're gonna talk about uh a few different things today. We're going to talk about the RFK Jr. Uh, uh, Joe Rogan uh, show that uh, stirred up some controversy over the weekend. And we'll talk about uh, Hunter Biden, libertarian hero. Um, potential. Our, yeah, Plot. potential. Plot. You know, our, he could 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 have been, could still be if uh, if he's brave enough. And, and then we'll see. We'll see. Um and we'll talk about we'll talk about that whole submarine thing if we we get around to it. Maybe uh, the FTC Amazon Prime suit. And of course, if you're listening on online, you listen to the live show. We're doing it Wednesday night this time. Make sure you leave your comments and tell us how you feel about this stuff. Or you have other topics, make sure you suggest that as well. All right. So anyway, let's let's talk about what happened with. Uh, I mean, this is this is the big thing on Twitter. I didn't see I, I didn't see any of this on Facebook, by the no. way. 
I, I logged on to Twitter. Like I, I stayed off of Twitter like most of the weekend. I logged on for like a minute on Father's Day, and I'm like, "Oh, uh, this, ah, this sucks." I'm gonna, I'm gonna close my phone. It's. I, I tried to share it, like, and so on Facebook just to get it a little bit of you know people, just to get people to ask me what the heck it was about. Uh, but no one, no one is. Twitter is different than Facebook. It always has been, but now it's kind of differentiating itself a little bit further away from Facebook, where Facebook doesn't really want um, debate, and Twitter may want it uh, too much, but not. Yeah, no, like it, well, it, th that's what it's geared for. It's geared for like the most engaging hot takes on stuff, right? So, what did I yeah. see? I saw like the mostly libertarians with the uh, the hottest take on the rfk stuff rfk junior stuff uh getting in front of my newsfeed and the people replying to it and all the the normal folks who feel the need to comment on everything so i can I, I scrolled that for five minutes it's terrible went back to facebook facebook now mostly shows me like memes uh not even always political memes too some a lot of libertarian <laughs> memes still but sometimes like all right cool it's gonna show me a bunch of star trek memes today great you know that's and then like nice father's day posts yeah which is safe and predictable and and if you want the content I, sta I stayed on the platform longer like the facebook facebook's getting me to, to stay and look at the ads that's yeah uh, facebook's okay like i i make fun of it i i do like the rowdy racky kind of bouncing off the walls kind of stuff that goes on on twitter and and I benefit from the dopamine when people pay attention to my polls and we get good jokes going and yes, dopamine yes. hits exactly. Dopamine right. Um, and, and Twitter has more of those available. If you, you, I think view the world, like my brain likes to view the world where it's just this chaotic mess and people are trying to make sense of it. And we're trying to learn how to be like nicer to each other while being mean to to stupid people like twitter's got that vibe all over it you know yeah, it's it's a lot of that but meta analysis about the platform aside tell tell us what what the twitterverse was talking about over the weekend and and we'll, we'll dive into like the policies because it is politics related it is politics related um joe rogan um who a certain aspect of the entire political spectrum sees as a, a rabid lunatic who is completely unpredictable and has no value to society. He's like completely a, a menacing disinformation spreader. Got into a, a something of a conflict with a major proponent of the vaccine, Peter. I think well, his name. Well, what, what would it start with? He he did he had RFK Jr. on a show, right? Correct. So, so that's that what it started correct. with. And and because the discussion started with that, right? And then people were commenting on that show because I, RFK right. Jr. did RFK Jr. things. He talked about vaccines, of course, and made accusations about how vaccines cause autism and blah, blah, blah. Did all that stuff. Also um, talked about how Wi-Fi like breaks down the blood brain barrier and stuff like some some bonkers stuff. Um, and yeah, lots Lots of vaccine-related stuff for the most part, though. A few more out there things. Uh, I, I RFK tried. Jr., of course, is one of the maybe, the top three Democratic candidates for president right now. Joe Biden's still like most likely to do it if he doesn't uh, drop out. 
but yeah. among people who are actively pursuing the Democratic nomination, he's he's one of them. Marianne Williamson is the one of the other ones, and right. Uh, so when it comes to RFK Jr. and his his um, anti-vaccine stats, I, I find that what's being said about him doesn't like when you try to distill somebody's position into a tweet or your opinion of your tweet, or you feel as though he's attacked your personal science. I feel as though writing him off as an anti-vaxxer. He um, is though. <laughs> that, 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 I, think I think that's a factual statement to say. What's that? And that's a factual statement to say. I don't, I don't think it's a fact. I, I think if we asked him and I think if we listened to the Rogan podcast that we would come away with a different conclusion though, to be fair, I did try to listen to the Rogan podcast, but RFK's content to me is, is, um, well, guys, he's not a great public speaker. I want to be honest with you. Like he's a good conversationalist, but his voice does not grip you and want to have you engage in, 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 in him. I, at least that's what's happened so far with me. Right. Um, so some of my information about his official opinions, to be fair to you and everyone else are a bit secondhand all right and from what i saw as presented there was an offer by joe rogan to to allow a free form discussion on his podcast which reaches 11 million people uh, per podcast i think that's a minimum or that's within the first week that that's that's what it reaches 11 million people listen to him for three and a half hours okay so this guy um got upset with rfk made some comments to joe who this guy i believe had been on joe's show his name is peter hoytes and peter is a, a doctor an m an mp and a professor okay so he's got both kinds of he has a medical degree and is a professor so he's like kind of a double doctor in in Right. Does that make sense? Like yeah, yeah. Doctor. He has yeah, like PhD in that. He he does like he does like a lot of like vaccine research type stuff. Sure. Too. He does and, something cool, Kevin. By the way, he he'll do his vaccine research, and it gets released. There's no patents applied for. Like, yeah, no, like, he does, and and he's done. Like that, that's a cool thing, right? Like, I'm not an anti-vaxer. I have some some problems with what I perceive with the philosophical science behind the mRNA vaccines, and I have some problems with the way that they forced the vaccine and guys trump is at least at part to blame for this like not even at part like this this force issue of this past vaccine uh and the new technology associated with it could could cause reasonable people to ask questions and want legitimate answers and it felt a bit like we weren't getting legitimate answers and certain claims that were made about the mRNA vaccines have definitively proved to have been untrue like that it would stop transmission and and that was a big one right yeah so bastardizing people for not wanting a a vaccine because it would it would stop transmission and it did right yeah and then that some of the early like initial tests made it seem like that was the case and people including uh this guy uh peter i thought it was hotez but hotez hotez i said yeah yeah but um they they uh maybe 
oversold their case. That that's the nicest way of putting it. You know, it I, I know other folks nice like they're they're lying about it, blah blah blah. I think they were excited and they oversold their case, which is not something you should do as a scientist. It's, but right. those are the type of folks that like news organizations wanted on who are going to be like, you need to do this and it's gonna work and it's a hundred percent and it prevents trend, blah blah blah. You know, like the people excited about it. the scientists are like well, actually, the data says that in these cases, this might happen. We don't really know what's going to happen on a transmission basis. Like that type of stuff is kind of boring to it is most boring. people, right? Like, so, yeah, the, right. the folks who get brought on to news stations are kind of the, the polar opposites. Either the vaccine doesn't work and we're going to fight it, and blah, blah, blah. Or like you're a monster if you don't take the vaccine or if you ask any questions about it. And, and Dr. Hotez was kind of on that side. And he's like, oh, he made uh, and I saw some of the 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 super cuts of some of the stuff he said where he was like we're, we're gonna get it in two and you need these two and oh actually it's three and actually it's four and, oh, and like he oh. should have he shouldn't have made those claims in the beginning because there there were signs and i've gone back and seen some of this stuff there were like scientists who actually studied this stuff and were a bit more measured who were like well um there's a good chance that it might change so if covid sticks around like the flu sticks around it might end up being an annual shot so like we probably shouldn't be telling people they're only going to have to get two ever because that's not a promise that we are going to be able to keep right, right? so hope has had that that capacity to double down on the the, the information that he <clears throat> had verified and he wasn't kind of renewing his vigor and his right. questioning of the so, so he doubled down tripled down and was like kind of a face or a spokesperson for the, the pro vaccine group. He right, was on yeah, the he, shows. So he, he became the guy because that's, you know, again, that, that, that's the entertaining thing. And, and the reason why he ended up being like the focus of some of this is like in part because of that. Right. So Joe Rogan, right. like ended up like responding to him. was like, I'll give a hundred thousand dollars to your favorite charity. If you go on this show and debate RFK junior. Right. Yeah. And he's not, like particularly interested in that and and actually i i kind of don't blame them um and i'll talk about like why in a second yeah. but it's it was it's, it but it's been interesting like he ended up becoming like the focus of everything um he's enjoyed and, it <laughs> like i don't i don't think he's a good communicator but he's enjoyed the attention that he's got and that that's embarrassingly well, embarrassingly obvious, I would say. I, I think almost everyone in the debate, which is why I ended up like shutting off Twitter uh, <laughs> and actually spending time with my son on Father's Day, was like, well, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of people who were like, oh, they make the right right people mad, right? <laughs> and like that's how he seems to be responding to stuff. Like, oh, I've made the right people mad, so I must be doing something right. And that's how like the, the RFK stands, the, the, oh, the right people, the, the COVID vaccine pushers were were mad so like our side must be right about this i'm like nah nope i don't like any of this i'm just i'm gonna I, go your your approach is pretty well based with me kevin you know that um i i do tend to react like a little bit more like okay if someone's has to get kicked in this debate i do kind of want it to be hotezes now if he's the expert that he claims to be right this well-studied well-versed author of several books that are all pro-vaccine shouldn't debating an anti-vaxxer who who is not well versed in science shouldn't it be an easy thing for him to do and shouldn't mm. the rewards of that debate a hundred thousand dollars which as i understand it had been like enhanced all the way up to like approximately 1.5 million dollars would get donated to his favorite charity if he took this opportunity for this debate like yeah. shouldn't it be a, almost nothing to him like sure okay so 
I would say like it if if I were put in that a similar situation, I might say yes just to be like I even care. Like I'll, I'll sit there and like say nothing the entire debate if if, if they'll still do one point five million dollars to my favorite charity, right? Because exactly. that's a big difference. Right. But that being said, I've I have been in debates with some folks before who like I, I kind of mentioned like RFK Jr. He he has some odd ideas about Wi-Fi, about like vaccines generally. You said he wasn't anti-vaxxer. I think like he has he has said before that he is an anti-vaxxer. He said that his kids are vaccinated back in the day, but he's kind of moved away from uh accepting any vaccines as safe. And 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 many people in that debate too are I've I've kind of moved into a, a general anti-vax position, including the Libertarian Party of Colorado, strangely enough, who said vaccines don't work at all. It's yeah, weird thing. I don't know why they're well, that's a, that's that. a weird take because there is definitely a science that was built upon, uh, especially defeating smallpox. I started with variolation. It's like there's there's a definitive science that vaccines are good for the human body. Now, one of the things that gets right. overlooked. Oh, okay. I, I know, I know. I've, I've I've talked for a while, but and and I kind of threw uh, out the the whole Colorado thing. But let me like get to why. Like I I don't think it's a good idea to to debate this guy generally um and it's because it's a good idea for biden i'll tell you that no well especially (laughs) but but it's the reason why is because it's really hard to have like a debate with someone who doesn't really care to pull evidence from anything that's like based in actual reality right and and i've had like conversations with folks like this before where you're where they'd be like well here's this absurd claim. And then the work is on you to disprove that claim, right? Like they throw it on you like, Hey, disprove this thing. I'm making this claim about, um, you know, mercury and vaccines. Right. And you say, okay, I'll go find the research. I'll, I'll say what it is. I'll state what it is. And even if you can get through saying what the entire research and the evidence is, which might be hard to summarize in a debate format, if they even accept it, which they probably will not accept evidence, even if it's good and grounded reality, they'll say, well, my source says this other thing. So here's another claim. And they'll do what's called a gish gallop, right? Where they'll just throw out claim after claim after claim after claim. And then it's on their opponents to dispel each of those claims, which is a lot more work than throwing out claims that aren't really based in any factual reality or are only based on like, well, some guy said that like this thing uh, agrees with my opinion. And therefore, here's my evidence. And that's just as equal as this study that exists. You get to the debate with that type of person. It's it's really hard to have the perception that you're winning. The perception that ends up happening is that the person just throwing out claims without evidence ends up looking more confident, looking more sure of themselves than the person who's like, well, actually, here's the evidence that says this. And here's how certain I am in this evidence. And here is what it is. And you've got to do the work to be concerned about actually being right. That's a tough discussion to have. And and when you're go ahead, it it is a tough discussion to have, but it's a discussion that we, you and I have every single day that we talk to people outside of our areas of expertise. Okay. It's a, it's a, and we don't have to deal with their most emotional claims repetitively thrown at us. We can simply end that conversation. So what you're saying is being stuck in that conversation could be detrimental to vaccine science or detrimental to Peter Hotez's image of his, of himself. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what's the real issue there? Wouldn't you be? Well, well uh, the, the issue is making those two sides of the discussion, like, look equal when the the format of the discussion isn't like prepped for 
it isn't a good format for having a discussion about something that requires a lot of like complicated scientific evidence, right? Like a live, right. a live debate, you know, like you and I discussing an issue, like, you know, we'll, we'll throw out like an example, right? Like if, if someone is like, you know, a, a, a leftist and they're throwing out an example about, you know, all landlords being evil, right? Like that's, that's an opinion. Okay. And then like their evidence for like what that is, is, well, you know, like they, they just want to, uh, developers want to build stuff and they want to take money and they want to overcharge rent. And like, I know this because like my friend like had their rent double in this city. And like you and I have to have that discussion where we're like, okay, well, yes, I'm sure that is a thing that happened. Um, but here's what the actual economic evidence says. And, and we do that. And again, I go on shows to do that. I've gone on like, uh, you know, the local NPR affiliate and had discussions with socialists who throw out claims about all sorts of companies and it, it is a tough thing to do and i get why you might not want to engage with someone who feels no need to back up their assertions with any actual evidence because well, then they just move on to whatever the next emotionally charged thing is right because right. like when you're debating with someone's like i know a friend whose kid died from this thing like oh, I, I'm sorry that 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 sounds awful. And then they're like, "Do you not care about that dead kid?" Uh, I'll be honest. That, that one, that one has caught me in the past. Like that, yeah. that piece of a debate has caught me in the past. Yeah, like, I've had that. I, I get it where they dump something so emotional on you that you're shocked and you don't know what to say. But we do have one possible solution from the audience. Check this out. All right. Our friend Patricia uh, says, "Kevin." Then I turn it back on them and ask them to cite their sources and back their claim before I even try to answer their claim. And then you ask them questions about that claim and see if like, this is a successful strategy when you're talking with somebody, especially in an open form conversation about emotional based claims or claims that, that have no evidence or claims that are, are not strongly linked to evidence, but strongly linked to emotion. This is a good strategy to deal with that. And if I was Dr. Hotez, and I was seeing a benefit of $1.5 million to a charity. I certainly would be willing to spend three hours with those guys. Yeah. Maybe smoke a little pot with them. And just like, down, maybe a little you know? bit. like that's a All thing. Right. Well, Tim, on that note, we're, we're like a minute over already. So thanks again for joining us here on the free solution. Uh, we're going to be back in just a few minutes. Justin. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. The, the overtime, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Um, so, but yeah, I uh I don't know, with this stuff, like I, I get why you wouldn't want to do it. Like again, I, I I would I would probably do it. I'm not I would obviously I'm not the person to do like this particular debate, but I've gone in and like just just to name examples where I've had to deal with this and I know why it's tough for people to want to do this. It's especially when it's something less like philosophically inclined and more like really evidence inclined on a sensitive life or death subject. Um, sure. But like I've gone in and talked to folks who are like, we should ban hate speech. Right. And I've gone on shows where like, they're like, Hey, do you think people should be able to just like say the N word and should Nazis be able to pray through the streets? And I have to be like, well, you know, and I, and I make my argument like against that stuff. They're, they're throwing out really emotionally charged things. And I have, you have to be able to counter with like, what what actually happens when someone you don't like has that power and can abuse it and turn it against you, which was the wildest thing because we were having that debate in the middle of the the like the beginning of the Trump administration. They were talking about how fascists took over the government, but also we should like ban hate speech. 
All right. <laughs> it's like, let's fight fascism with fascism double. And By like, giving the fascists in power the power to regulate speech. It's like, yes. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Fascist is really, here's my concern, like in a broad sense, that fascist is a personality type that they, they, it's a personality type that, that took religion and used it as a manipulation tool, not an allegory for, for, you know, symbolic stories that would improve everybody's life, which in a way that's what religion was supposed to be, in my opinion, right? Not a, a, a tool for making you afraid you're going to die unless you do what I tell you, um, and then we end up with this, this, like, if they get to where they agree on something, bro, like yeah. all the fascist personalities in the world are going to unite and put their boots on the other 30% and we're done. Yeah. That's it. Now, um, but so I, I want to get to a couple of these questions too. We'll just sure. do them during the break. So like, again, just going back to Patricia's thing, like, yeah, uh, that is a great point. That's what you should do. Good people in a debate, though, and I, I've seen this happen with like the DSA folks do it. It drives me nuts. Um, where they they I will say like, all right, what's what's your you're making a pretty bold claim here. What what's your actual evidence of that? And then they'll they'll respond with more emotional vitriol, and some folks can see through that. But there's a lot of there's a lot of folks who can't. They they're not going to do that. And in a in a debate format, it doesn't always like work right like it doesn't always work to be like the rational logical person um especially when like people are consuming this stuff for entertainment um and i will get the the shelly sinclair because shelly on youtube is throwing out like a uh a thing about like vaccines specifically studies done in stages short term midterm long term can't know all the data because their factors aren't privy to like today's vaccines have the same ingredients um yeah i mean the thing is, is that there, there have been a lot of long-term studies on, on a lot of vaccines, though, and people are still saying, well, we don't have enough long-term studies. And what about doing those studies rel- uh, compared to, like, saline tests? Like, well, why don't we do vaccine uh, studies with, like, a, a placebo anymore? And like, well, and there's a reason for that, and, and but people throw out that claim. And it is true that a lot of vaccine studies for well-established vaccines, like the MMR type stuff, they, they don't do like placebo-based studies anymore because scientists doing these studies don't think it's worth the risk to give a placebo for something they know has worked and therefore could expose a, a child to a potentially harmful disease when we know that this vaccine, like, does a good job of preventing that disease right so but you get in these things where like if you, you just throw out a statement in sun challenged uh, or you don't have the ability to effectively navigate a debate well because you also have to to understand who's the who the moderator is going to be to are they going to give you a time to speak are they going to give you a time to respond well are they going to have a fair conversation are they going to challenge any of the claims of you or the other person all that stuff has to come into play. Again, I would do it. I get why some people won't do it, especially if, you know, I mean, it's I, like, based, go ahead. Based on Hotez's communication style, he would come off looking poor yeah. in this debate, no matter what. And and to be, to, to your point, like, and to so everybody understands why, like, I get what Kevin's saying, and I kind of respect, I have a little bit more respect for it now because I was not thinking it all the way through. He's going to be debating 
a scientist is going to be debating a politician, right? And we know that politicians have absolutely no boundaries when it comes to winning an argument. Like they have yeah. no boundaries. So if you guys, like all of them are almost, almost all of them, because I'm going to give a shout out to Thomas Massey later. Um, almost all of them are the same when it comes to, they'll, they have no stops, no limits when it comes to, to winning an argument. Like yeah. my ex-wife. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that is the thing, right? And like Don, Donald Trump's that way too. Don, Donald Trump, he he will like do whatever it takes, and he he's a big fan of ad hominems. That's his that's his debate style. He's gonna insult you. Joe Biden will just like meander and like ignore whatever the subject is and talk about whatever he wants to talk about, which oh which a God. lot of politicians do. Like, and in fact, like when I went to like I've done like political trainings before. And, and that's what they tell you to do. Like, it doesn't matter what the question is. Talk about what you want to talk about, right? And yeah. like, if, a, if anyone pushes back with evidence, talk about what you want to talk about. If that means telling an emotional story, do it. Like, I like I was sitting in training and was told this stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a Clower and Pippin school of politics, but it, it is effective and it does win and it does allow your charisma to dominate the day. So if you're slightly more yeah. charismatic than the other guy, you can win a debate that way. You can win votes that way. Yeah. No, listen, that's what it is. And, it, and like, this is like setting aside, like who is right in, in either of this too. Like a, politicians tend to be better in debates than, than a lot of scientists who like feel the need to justify and explain every argument. Right. It just, yeah, yeah, like, it doesn't look, come off as nice. Something doesn't, that doesn't get talked about enough and it's relatively controversial. And I better say it before we go back on the air, just in case it's too controversial, but like, the last few minutes of of Joe Biden and Donald Trump's first debate where Trump was knocking Hunter Biden and Joe Biden started talking about Bo and it was like and accusing Trump of like slandering his dead son. That was horrible. Like, yeah, horrible, like horrible politics. This guy is like evil and he had it in his mind. He was going to do it all night long. And our media in this country fails because they they were not honest about what happened there. And so entire segment of the population was not honest about what happened there. It was really bad. Yeah. And then Trump still won that or still no he didn't. But yeah, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> oh, uh, there's a controversial part of your statement. It's taking a bold <laughs> stance on whether the election was stolen. Um, oh God. Yeah. Anyway, it was so it was it it's like I get skeeved out by watching political debates for exactly the reasons that you're talking about. And so I guess like, I, I haven't changed my mind. That guy should no. debate him. I think yeah. he should be able to win it very easily because I respect facts, figures and stuff like that. Um, I do think that there's issues with the, the MRNA vaccines and the force we saw from the government that are worthy of discussion repeatedly from now and until forever like whether but that's not necessarily our goal tonight either yeah. you know no all right and like i said my, my the reason i want to bring it is like i i get why someone wouldn't want to do that is all sure. again yeah, i probably fair. should and it and he's probably not the guy to do it um <laughs> if just from like a handful that of guy gonna lose in, whatever right? debate he gets into he's gonna yeah. he's gonna debate with his grandkid and he's gonna lose you know like there's some like that guy is not he's not a a verbal a good verbal commentator you know yeah listen it yeah i don't i don't know it'd go well there's probably people who can make the case uh, a little bit more effectively um 
I, I would I would assume, right? And that that's really what you have to have in, in that situation. Like the debating in a live discussion is like a skill that is separate from like being knowledgeable and even correct about a subject. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, why, why we don't necessarily get the most knowledgeable and correct politicians in power either. We don't, we get, we get the evil and most aggressive people in the world as politicians. Rare, rare rare exceptions. Evil is not the the right word. Okay. But they're, they are the most aggressive. More or less, uh, just to answer, uh, or say hi to a couple other folks. Laura says, uh, Kevin, did you actually listen to RFK Rogan? Yeah, I listened to a good chunk of it. I, I didn't listen to the entire thing. Like, I, I watched like, I don't know, like 10 minutes of it and I saw a few clips, but yeah, I, I saw a good amount of it. Um, I, I I, I've heard his stuff awesome. before too. A lot of it wasn't particularly new either. So, yeah, I think that's a fair question because I yeah. tried to listen to it. And like I said, like RFK's voice, uh, it hurts my skull, but uh, I feel bad saying it because he's like is a genuine political figure. But again, I guys, I'm not even the fact that he was a Kennedy or is a Kennedy means nothing to me. Okay, yeah. I only care about who he really is, and and I think to, with all due respect to everyone, like saying that he's a Kennedy and like it has value. Like we're talking about yeah. a guy that like ran liquor and, and supported. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, yeah, no, I don't know that stuff carries any weight with me. Um, so that, like the only thing I would get about is I think there are a lot of libertarians who like fawning over him, like over this issue and that I don't get like, like guys, you need, you need to look beyond this issue. Like mm. even if you happen to agree on with him on this and, and I certainly right. don't like, he is bad on everything else, like really, really bad at everything. We've done a, We've done a whole segment on this before. He, he's not great on this stuff. So I don't, I don't get why people are saying like, oh, yeah, he should. I hope he wins the Democratic nomination. He's the best. Maybe I'd vote for him. Uh, I, no. mean, I hope he wins the Democratic nomination just to, to show me that there's people that aren't simple minded lockstep toadies because Biden is a problematic. Right. Like or that someone makes a showing in the Democratic Democratic Party because uh, other than Biden, because it gives me, it would give me some hope for the. Future. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm no longer like in favor of. Well, I, I uh, what, what's the phrase? Anti disestablishmentarianism. Like it, I am. I yeah. No, I I I saw what Trump did. I, I don't know that that was better than than the alternatives. It, it, well, it's not any worse. Let's be honest, because now we got the alternative. <laughs> it's uh no G- gary johnson should have won that's that's my counterfactual yeah. but yeah no that'd be great that would have been that would have been better it would have of course will weld probably would have like found a way to get him impeached and then be president would no, just been come on. Another... You, you, you're 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 giving conspiracy theories to a counterfactual history i'm creating i'm creating a conspiracy theory <laughs> and I'm I'm pointing out the fact that his running mate was William Weld, and that the Libertarian Party stood for that. Okay, that's that's, that's what I'm pointing uh, out. Yeah, but all right, we should get back soon. But you know, shout out to our folks, David. Uh, no, I haven't read his book, and, and I I'm not going to. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Um, books are money laundering. Like yeah, man, it's and people buy all of the books. Like uh, the numbers are made up. Thanks, brother. I appreciate. Had, yeah, I just, feel I feel better than I did yesterday <laughs> which is good yeah but um 
Now we should we should go back because we should we're, 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 we're uh, be. the the radio eyes is gonna have missed so much. I know. We should um, definitely let them know that too. Yeah. Now now we should. Um, we'll let them know. And if you know you guys are listening and you miss any part of this podcast, you've tuned tuned in now. Can check check out the, the the podcast. Go download it. Go catch what we talked about before. Um, but we're we're gonna go back in and in about fifteen seconds and we got gosh we got two whole segments left this is gonna be a late show tim that's just okay. how it's gonna be uh, Other all right i can't have beer because of my medicine five four three two a free solution welcome back to a free solution i'm kevin wilson your host today joined by tim the freedom man o'connor I'm here, Kevin, and I'm, I'm getting those the dopamine rush from that long conversation. We just, all of you radio listeners, we'd love to have you join us when we go live on, on our Facebook and our Twitter and our YouTube. Uh, and we're going to move away from the vaccine topics. I can't remember which one we're going to go to, though, Kevin. Yeah. What do you think? Well, uh, I, I think we're going to talk about Hunter Biden, but again, WYSL okay. audience, glad you're here. We, we had a whole other 15-minute conversation about all this stuff. But you're going to have to either go follow us on YouTube, on Facebook, or on the Kevin Wilson page, on Tim O'Connor page, or download the podcast if you want to catch that whole conversation. Um, make sure you follow us there. Plus, uh, user uh, question or user listener questions as well. But we're going to talk about uh, Hunter Biden. Uh, they finally got him. Yeah, they got him. Tim, do you got know I've been telling you guys they were going to get him and get him good, right? Like. Look, this is, first of all, this is exactly the kind of Gotham I expected. Um, I'm, I hope, honestly, that this, this investigation doesn't go away because it's A, hilarious, and B, like, look, what he did on the political level, I've been telling you guys, is mostly completely legal. And if he broke any laws there, he hid them well enough. We, he, he did, guys. Check this out. This is the kind of sweet deal you can cut when you're rich. You can go in, get charged, plead guilty, be done with the whole thing and wait for sentencing all in one day. It's a miracle of modern technology and deep, deep pockets. It's it's just great. It helps. If you if you are well connected enough, there they won't do the perp walk. You just you do your thing. It's all behind closed doors. You figure out whatever the deal is going to be. I mean, he did still have to plead guilty to crimes, so it's a thing. He did. Um, he did two crimes. It, I got some things to say about the crimes. Like, tell tell us about the crimes. Well, he pled guilty to to yeah. Well, <laughs> what? There, in, in <laughs> I, I broke Tim with the air quotes. <laughs> in strict parlance of the terms, Hunter has been charged with and convicted of crimes that normal everyday people very rarely get charged and convicted of, and that guys, is a charge related to failing to pay taxes. The IRS is, and this is going to sound weird, generally as lenient as they possibly can be to human beings who do not pay their taxes as long as they don't lie about how much they owe. Now, I'm not saying that those are the appropriate charges for what Hunter got convicted of, uh, or for the crime that Hunter committed, but that's what he got convicted of. And so there's actually people out there making the case that this is 
you know, they're they're really kind of wagging their finger very sternly at Mr. Biden because of his his political, you know, they're letting him know that they take these things seriously. And it's like, that's not exactly what happened here. Like what happened here is that had imagine if it was an everyday person and they were to take him to court, they would be throwing the book at him with tax evasion, tax laundering, money laundering in hopes of getting some sort of minor conviction at the end of the day, because a concession, a consent, because prosecutorial overreach is real, guys. Like yeah. that's what they would do. So but, yeah, they can't do it with a high-profile person like this. They, when when your dad's the president, to. you're not getting the whole like you know DA or federal prosecutor like going after you. You know, throwing aggressive charges at you, stuff that they know won't even stick. They're just trying to scare you. Yeah, type of exactly. Stuff. He he didn't get that treatment. He negotiated everything ahead of time. Went in, signed some paperwork. I think he had to post a bond. I'm not exactly sure because he was actually convicted of a charge and could face jail time. So he may have had to post a bond at that point to yeah. leave the premises. But that's how justice is served, ladies right. and gentlemen. And so, well, but let's talk about it. It wasn't just the, the taxes thing, too. Let's talk about the, you know, Again, we got it. We, we get a, a comment about this. What about the gun permit? Yeah. And, and I know like a, a bunch of the conservative folks like, ah, like Hunter Biden, they should be going after him. This political favoritism, blah, blah, blah. You know, and the, what about Hunter, you know, in relation to all the Trump stuff? All right. Listen, the thing that he got uh, had pled guilty to was that he lied about using drugs and lied on a federal form when doing uh, all the stuff to get his gun permit, right? Which that that's the crime. He lied to the feds, right? Like you, you are not allowed to have used drugs and then lied to the government about using drugs. And like the libertarian me is like, kind of, so what? <laughs> like not, not, I mean, I get, yeah, you shouldn't lie to the feds. You, you shouldn't do that. And we talked about that in the Trump episode. Cause that's kind of what he's getting in trouble for too. Is you shouldn't lie to the feds. Okay. You shouldn't lie in a federal form, but also like, it, should that be an underlying crime? We, again, we talked well, about this with was, Trump too. Same thing. Like, should some of this be underlying crimes? Uh, the line to the feds, maybe, but like the actual maybe. thing, uh, maybe not. Should Should you be able to get a gun permit if you have used drugs before? Like, to me, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, like you, you probably should. You know, like you should. I, I don't think that that should be prohibited, especially for like marijuana. I mean, like, he was he was doing a little bit more than that, but sure, sure, but there's a reality here right if you you are a permitted gun holder and have smoked marijuana you are supposed to surrender your weapon like because yeah. now you're a drug user right um they're not talking about habitual drug like there's no distinction between drug use and habitual drug use and you're you're struggling with addiction you should turn in your gun right. while you're you deal with your addiction which would be in a way a caring and sensible position to take. Not that I would necessarily agree with it. I'm just saying that would be a sensible, caring position to take. They're yeah. saying if you use drugs, you can't have a permit for any kind of permitted. Yeah, full stop. Right? Like doesn't matter if you are like a regular user or, you know, you have an actual addiction. You have a, a problem with substance abuse. That's not what they're, they're asking is have you used drugs, right? What if somebody puts some in your coffee or tea, like by mistake, you, you like, and you end up knowing it. You now have to turn in your permit right. and your weapon. Like yeah, that's, do that. that's if the, the CIA puts LSD in your coffee, right? Which like, could happen. Could, My God, they've done it. It's a it's a thing. Like guys, it's happened before. So you MK know, Ultra. Like, don't 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 say like, oh, that's crazy. No, that that one that one has happened. Um, but yeah, to to me, like like I don't think the underlying thing should be probably good. His his particular situation, like should. 
like if we're talking hypothetically, like what what should like an actual permitting process look like? To me, I'd rather have like almost have like the drug test. Like if you if you can't pass like a test while you like get the permit, okay, maybe right. Like right, I think that's uh, that. And that would be at least more fair. Not still not exactly libertarian, right. but I think it would be more fair to be like. All right, like if you can't if you can't pass this test in this moment, like when you know this is going to happen. All right, you know, maybe try <laughs> try try again later. Yeah, right. But but again, there's you know there, there's problems with with people having addictions to legal drugs like alcohol and still having access to firearms. Like it's not you know it's 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 a it's an existing problem that isn't applied uh, consistently, right? right. Um, well, obviously, lots of people get away with it, right? That lots of people, no one I know personally that holds a permit would use drugs and and not turn in their weapon. I'm not saying that, right? I'm right. saying there's got to be people out there that have permits and occasionally recreationally use controlled substances and drugs. Yeah, yeah, and and blessed, I would go as far to even say like use it relatively responsibly right and i know there's some folks like you can't oh, sure. use yeah, drugs no, in like I... an irresponsible manner but like to me i'm like if, if you're and their drugs yeah exactly both of those things but yeah to me it's like if it it isn't necessarily a problem except for like some of the, if if it leads into other types of behaviors that damage your relationships your jobs you know or your yeah. ability to be able to make good decisions right um so yeah, to to me though, like Hunter Biden, like those things, I'm kind of like, ah, I'm not, I'm not really particularly mad about those crimes. I never really got all that in sense about Hunter Biden to begin with, because I'm mostly like, it's the president's son. It's not the president. Like, it there's some shady stuff I know with the Burisma stuff and you know Look, some of this I'm, other stuff. I that I don't like. We've talked about how we don't like it, but uh, yeah, no, with this I, thing, I'm not, I'm not really all that sensed about these particular, I guess. Con, uh, convictions now, right? Like convictions, yeah, he's convicted. That's no so now his job as a lobbyist is threatened. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. Look, there's a reality to our political system that I find abhorrent, reprehensible, and I am angry about it. That that nobody, nobody, not a Democrat, not a Republican, is talking about really fixing the levels of corruption that go into selling access to the U.S. budgetary process, which, guys, like, that's what lobbying is. Hello. And, yes, Hunter was a lobbyist for foreign countries. And, yes, his job for Burisma was baloney, and it was payoff money, and it was access money. But, like, did he use it in illegal ways? That's something you got to prove. I know they're going to have an impossible time proving it. Um, There is – look, hold up, though. There is an ongoing, like – debate about a pile of evidence that a lot of people feel like should be heard by the the u.s like judici- the judiciary committee and they haven't committed to listening to it yet and it's of some of the people that have given the biden's money and it details conversations about what the money is for and that guys if we get to hear those conversations which they already have like right and so either they're buried or we're never going to hear them. But it was breaking on the same day that Trump got indicted. And like, it almost got lost in the news. Like, what do yeah, you think? About that might that? be a thing. No, that, that might be a thing. And if that, that evidence is out there, the public deserves to, to hear it. That's 
Like yeah. the money has changed hands. Yeah. It's undoubtable. Like we know that. All right. The reasons why it was changed hands and what it was detailed for that. Right. Yeah. What's is there is there quid pro quo there, right? Like it's, yeah, seventeen Kevin and the guy who's offering the tapes says, I got these to keep me alive after I got them their money. It's like it is pure would be pure blackmail. Like it details out there, there's a, a CCR ten twenty three something like a piece of paper that has to get authorized by the uh process in the, the Congress before it goes to a judicial committee. It's not even a classified document, but they're not releasing it to the public. This is not like conspiracy. Why, it sounds pretty good though, right? Like, but this is something that's why, real. Why, why right wouldn't now. someone release it to the public though? I feel like there'd be because a lot of political it's, motivation. It's in the hands of Congress and it's for congressional record, but it's not classified and it should, it's not the kind of CCR if I, if I'm using that yeah. term, right? Um, that gets classified. So, All right. uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to know a little bit more about that. Cause to me, I'm like, if it, if it's not classified information and there's no penalty for releasing that information in the public, I'd imagine some ambitious Republican would just, just put it out there. Well, Chuck Grassley, who's not known as a particularly ambitious, anything is actually the one calling for its release. Oh, yeah. You, to, yeah. You, I, I, I just, I haven't read much about this specific thing. Like I, it's not that I don't believe you. It's just something like it. I feel like I would have heard about it a little bit more. No, about, you're hearing about it now, and I meant about, it. yeah. That's well, that's what that's what the show is for 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 telling me about the news. Information. Uh, I guess that. all the rest of you too, right? Like, but this is what yeah. I learned about the news. Tim tells me on a free yeah. solution. We try to plan, and then I, I, Kevin, I'm I've been like you know injured and listening to podcasts all day long, laying in my there bed. Is, like, there's all sorts of information in here, just dying to get out. Yeah. Wait, so we only have like a minute and a half left, but you know, no okay. one thing we didn't talk about the the one reason I'm kind of mad at Hunter Biden about this whole thing is they yeah. didn't bring the lawsuit to challenge his his gun stuff on Second Amendment grounds because they, they yeah, was considering that. doing that. Could have been a libertarian hero. It was literally a bargaining chip that he used to get yeah. this this, Could have done this it. set of charges. Like, if, if, if he did that, I would have considered voting for Biden. Not 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 Joe. That guy still <laughs> sucks. But, but Hunter, I would have vote. I would have vote, he would have had my vote. I would have voted for Hunter too. My God, that would have been beautiful. It would have been beautiful, Kevin. Beautiful American, whatever you call it. Yeah, it I don't know, great. but uh, yeah, but that, that's that's the only thing I'm mad about with this whole deal thing is like we, we could have had a had a great fun Second Amendment lawsuit challenging you know the denial of Second Amendment rights for drug People users, recreationally used drugs. Yeah, we could have had that. Could have been, could have been great, but instead, we got this bargain of whatever happens, just normal stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what the punishment is or whatever. But, <laughs> um, right. So uh, on that note, though, we do have to head to a break. When we come back, uh, we got a couple other things to talk about. We might talk about that whole submarine thing. We might talk about Amazon. We might go in a completely new direction. Y'all yeah, know how it goes. Yeah. All right, so thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Appreciate all y'all WYSL listeners out there. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. And here we are. <laughs> Dump it in your lap. No worries. <laughs> it was no worries. pretty wild. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out later.
Yeah, it was pretty wild. I guess it made some of the mainstream network stuff the day Trump got indicted, but it kind of was, it still ended up all about Trump that day. It was just, you know, so. Um, but it, it, I'll, I'll uh, we'll do, we, we, we'll do another show. It, it'll be fine. We'll get yeah, more we information. Yeah, we'll, we'll get more information. We, we could do, uh, we'll do, do a bit more on this show. What's that? Like an extra show for the for our online audience only. Oh, we could do some of that. Yeah. We, haven't done, we haven't done one of those in a little bit. Yeah, that's true. All right, I, I do. I do see the the story. I see on Fox News now about Grassley demanding the FBI turning over more information. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll look into it. Um, so we got to get back to the next segment. Should we? Schiff or Schiff? Schiff hits a lot of areas where I want to communicate with conservatives about. Okay. How about Schiff? Yeah. And it does cover it. It touched it. So I, I'd like to do it fast, but. I, I mean, yeah, I almost, I almost forgot about the Schiff topic. We, we had a lot of topics this week. A bunch of stuff. So uh, we're, we're going to go back. At folks at 57. So we go back in 30 seconds. Talk about shift stuff. We'll talk about, and maybe that'll last the whole segment. Maybe we'll talk about submarines. Maybe we'll talk about Amazon. Uh, of course, leave your comments. See John and Shelly still active in the comment sections. Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, we're back in 10. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wolfshire today, joined by Tim the Freedom Marion O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. And, and I just want everyone to know before we go into this next piece of conversation that there is not a person on the planet that hates Adam Schiff more than I do. There's not a person on the face of the planet that saw him as a weaselly liar more than I did from the minute he put his face in front of cameras to gain popularity about the narrative of Russian collusion. Okay. I knew that guy was lying. I could tell, and I could tell why he was doing it. And guys, on some level, we got some good news today. And where I want to take this is who was right and who was wrong. Okay. And in the sense of constitutionality, and as a libertarian, you guys know, that I think that the biggest part of the, the Constitution is the Bill of Rights. I think that that's where real justice is found. That's where real discussion of human rights is found. And that the sum of the subsequent amendments, in effect, bastardize human rights. And in effect, especially the, the income tax stuff, guys. Oh, my God. But anyway, um, every other one, maybe there may be some debate. But the income tax one, that that is... Whatever. Okay. Adam Schiff is a horrible human being. He shouldn't be serving in the U.S. Congress. Like he's proven it over and over again. But my conservative friends who, God bless you, I care about you. I want you to see things and I want you to be happy. They they lost their minds when Thomas Massey stood against a $16 million fine and a censure that was going to be imposed by the, the United States Congress on Adam Schiff. Mm-hmm. Um, that fine in Massey's opinion, and I think in anybody else's opinion, and it goes against the the premises of the Eighth Amendment, um, which was just championed by the liberal and 
the my favorite conservative um supreme court justices this clause gets a little bit or this uh article gets a little bit underrated and under discussed but it, it's we can't impose punishments not within our realm of ability to oppose punishments for crimes that are not crimes, whatever. Like the human being still has rights. Punishing Adam Schiff with $16 million fine would have violated the U.S. Constitution. I'm comfortable with agreeing with that supposition. So, mm-hmm. therefore, I am in agreement with Thomas Massey, who I give a shout out to, to being able to communicate that effectively but some conservative stalwarts are literally begging for a violation of the constitution and they're literally threatening one of the most consistent representatives for everyone in the country who believes in a limited government with all sorts of nonsense and because he's made me he made me mad when he endorsed DeSantis right away because I think that some stuff should play out better okay like like endorsing Vivek would have a bigger impact on turning the Republican in a more libertarian, the Republican party in a more libertarian, smaller focused kind of thing. Um, and he, he has that kind of voice for me that I would have listened to him, but he endorsed DeSantis too early and it looked very GOP ish to me. Um, so, but the issue that he stood firm on the monetary punishing of Adam Schiff was legit. And I admit that I, I, I'm willing to admit, I, I concede that Adam Schiff is a horrible person and that I, I despise him. Well, I, I there are two different things at play, right? There's, there's you know, is it is a person, does a person stink, right? Are they, are they a horrible person, bad politician, guy with bad opinions, whatever, right? Like, and to what extent should be they be punished for those actions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he's being censured for you know specifically some of his actions related to his aggressive pursuit of the trump russia investigation right um and uh, yeah i i agree with you that that thomas massey is right on this one and thomas massey is nothing if not consistently principled on stuff right he's he's oh he is you, he you, is. you know exactly where he's gonna go on stuff right like i would so love to see adam schiff get fined 16 million dollars right you know like crowdfund it and he would have paid it out of his campaign funds or probably would have used some congressional slush fund to pay his fine that already exists right but, but still, i mean it's so yeah I'll, I'll i'll mix it up for you a bit like a- a- adam schiff has like uh qualified immunity in a sense right oh like, i know i i, I mix it up. I but, that. but that but that's kind of what it is right like something done is. in the that's... legitimate pursuit of his duties of congress even if those the results of those actions were bad or pursued in bad faith, um, et cetera, right? Like you can, because he's an elected official who's chosen by the voters who have to decide whether or not to hold him accountable or not for those actions, like the most Congress can and should do is censure and or removal from like committees if they were to choose, which I think they already had removed them from a bunch of stuff, but yeah um yeah and like in in fairly extreme cases like removal from congress as well which was you know something they're considering for our 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 boy uh, george which would be totally unfair this guy's done nothing wrong as a member of congress right um it hurts me to say stuff like that but i gotta i gotta <laughs> say it man yeah like 
he he was the best virtue signaling person in the world to accumulate a large number of votes in a place where that was iffy. Like yeah. him saying he was a Republican wasn't going to be good enough. He had to be a gay, tech-savvy, you know, victim of violence, near, near victim of violence kind of Republican. Like, right. that's who he had to be to make sure he got elected. And he did it. He did it. You know, it he just did. was who he had to be, man. Who he had to be. And he was a little bold with his, his articulation of his lies. Like, he was a little bold. Still, I, I still love that joke. It said, "You said you could, I could be whatever I wanted," um, and then you go back with, "No, not, no, not like that. No, not like that. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> um, no." But uh, so again, so, something like, and something we had talked about like a while ago is like the the expulsion of like those Tennessee uh, legislators, right? Like, yeah. and and in that case, like comparing those two, right? The actions of him who like. And pursued stuff on a committee, did stuff maybe don't like, don't agree with. Um, I don't know that it rose to the level of disrupting Congress and the proceedings of Congress in the same way that would justify like an extreme action, including a fine, yeah. right? Sure. Um, like, here's here's where I, I don't think I did a great job of explaining um, a certain issue of Congress doesn't have the authority to impose fines on an individual when those fines yeah. aren't already delineated by law. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like Congress, uh, I'm, there's a fancy name for this too, uh, that like the constitutional perspective on this is that like, they can't, they can't go after any individual, any one entity, like in any sense. Um, right. So not, not just like a, a unless it's Congress. already like legislated. Yeah. Like if, if, if they had decided in a rule session that you could, financially punish someone for lying on the floor of Congress and God forbid they ever put something like that in, then they could impose these fines on that. Every, every member of Congress is suddenly broke. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's absurd, right? They won't ever write that law. And no, but, but yeah, but they can't say like, you know, they can say, okay, if you walk out to the floor of Congress without your shoes on, that is a $500 fine. Right. And exactly. that's, it can't be a law, uh, a rule written to, punish any one individual person it has to be like a generally applied and consistently applied rule or at least in theory could be a consistently applied rule for future actions yeah um and actually you know who stood up for adam shift and i or i'm sorry for thomas massey and i was a bit surprised because she seems a bit like um an emotional leaning conservative where these issues don't really reach home with, but Marjorie Taylor Greene kind of wrote an impassioned defense of Thomas Massey. And I was like, am, am I reading her right? And then I'm like, you, you posted a meme once like the worst person in the world said something you agree with, you know, don't feel too bad about it or whatever, you know, like it, it was a little bit weird for me to go through that. Yeah. That's uh strange, strange folks coming together in, in that situation. <laughs> Maybe she's learning, you know, maybe that's good. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll she's very pro-Trump and, and people that are pro-Trump are getting, and on this issue in particular, guys, you, you're anti-constitution. Like Const Thomas Massey made a constitutional defense of the issue. And I'm very glad that Adam Schiff has been censored. But what, what Congress has done to itself over the years or what we've allowed it to do to itself has become such a clown show. Like, uh, if a congressperson was censured at some point in our history, he would easily have been primary defeated, 
by someone from his own party because that was an embarrassing thing. Now he gets censored and 50 Democrats stand up and, and yell at Kevin McCarthy and then AOC make posts a clip of it and says, look, Kevin McCarthy has lost control of the house. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's how politicians act nowadays. Like, oh, you're getting punished by the, your, the enemies, you must be doing something right. Like it's in and the thinking doesn't go beyond that. And Republicans will do that stuff too. And we, we talked about at the beginning of the show, but Republicans do this. Oh, like the right Democrats are mad at me. Uh, Therefore (laughs) I must be doing something well, please donate to my uh, campaign. Uh, every every Twitter post by a Democrat um, and most by Republicans always ask for a little bit of money, just in case. I mean, just in case you agree with what I'm uh, saying, right uh, at this point. Always be fundraising. That's a, I mean, hey, I you know I said that I, I help campaigns fundraise. That's what it is. But well, every every person that's that's offered political advice has said every time you know ask for money. <laughs> every time you're selling a service, it's like, oh wow, wow that I, that's so weird because. I knew that it wasn't going to be money wasn't going to be magic, you know, like, but yeah. also I, I am not the guy that can ask for money just because you like my opinion, but maybe I can come around to on that. <laughs> yeah, you, I don't know if, if you want, if you want to win, you might have to, Tim. It's the, right. It's like the we would accept, yeah. We'd accept sponsors on our podcast. <laughs> we'd love that. We would, we absolutely would. Just saying, yeah, hundred percent. All right, I don't. I we got we got all of um, three minutes left, Tim. Okay, so we we got to talk about what social media has done to the world. Uh, it that's we we're not going to be able to get into the details too much of the the whole Titanic submarine mishap, other than it's disappeared. We're going to have to start presuming these people are dead. But yeah. the, the stepson of one of. Uh, <clears throat> the victims of this this situation took this opportunity to make an absolute freaking mess on social media he like tweeted out that he's going to a blink 182 concert got like tagged all the band members got to an argument with cardi b and then like was on OnlyFans and everybody knows who he is and he's like asking some lady to you know why are we talking about like i'm not not us but like we're talking about the people talking about this guy. Right. Why is it a thing? What, why, why are we paying attention to him? That's that's the point I was going to get to. And like, yeah, why that? Like, it's sad what's happening to this kid. He's obviously kind of broken already. Like, let him like let him deal with his own ignominy. Like, just ignore him. Yeah, <laughs> just right. ignore like, him. There's, there's no reason. We we need to put the, the the limelight on this 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 dude who, like, apparently has like high functioning autism. Like he's had, gonna he's had his own like other problems in the past too. <laughs> terrible, a terrible joke. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> um, but That's he, good. yeah, but like, it's it's another one of those things. Like we have to obsess over this stuff. All right, so like an international tragedy is happening. Like let's let's dig into every detail of like anyone who knows uh, anyone associated with this and find out about them and start to build like the the five minute biopic of all the lives of everyone that is involved in this. And oh, if we find out they're cancelable, then like 
hey, suddenly someone who never asked for this, who may be in their own process of grieving, is dragged into this situation. Yeah. I mean, grieving or, I mean, you know, you can argue dealing with stuff responsibly, not responsibly. Hard to say. Like, I don't, I'm not here to to judge any of that stuff, but. Uh, sure. Yeah. He, he was asking for attention for being, he was. you know, associated with a tragedy. Um, that on some level is understandable. The rest of it, like the response and everybody getting interested in, it, no. you know deciding whether his way of asking for attention from, from the tragedy was appropriate or not. It, it like, let's mock him a little bit, but like, let's also realize. Right. Like, it's so time I'm hoping by tomorrow, hopefully by the time this airs and WYSL is moved on. But speaking of WYSL, we are out of time for the radio show. Thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. There's going to be a little bit more show afterwards too. If you are listening online, if you listen on WYSL, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Have a wonderful night, folks. Take care. Yeah, so like this social media phenomenon is just, it's brutal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. As I, that's, um, I, I, I know way more about like the, the side story of this situation than, than I really cared to. I mean, like the, um, <clears throat> That's funny. The uh, on 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 like the the submarine thing in general, like it's 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 a bit of a strange story because it's one of those like buyer beware situations. Like, well, yeah. So we'll talk about that situation. Like, it's the submarine was a bit sketchy, right? And there's like news reports on on how it might have been a bit sketchy before, and there's there's like a whistleblower situation in there, and right is that like someone pointed that out to me and i didn't have any time to do any research on it and i go down conspiracy holes pretty fast so i wanted to just you know yeah i mean like the, the rough story is that there there's someone like who is accusing them of being like a little bit too lax about pointing out safety concerns with you know taking down this this five person submarine down there i mean like actual legitimate concern like the other the people saying like oh they're using like a you know a, a controller to do that and that's like goofy like it's actually not that silly to, to use a controller to do stuff no, no. Uh, I, I i heard a breakdown of how they they move the sub from place to place and i'm like wow that, that, it it makes sense you know what's common i mean like the military will supposedly use like controllers for some of their stuff too just because like it's it's an intuitive and well understood like interface and if you get what each of the things does then then it works right yeah um, it, it, um any kind of verbal communications and verbal communication systems are are not flawless from surface to below water like right there's none that work really well yeah but um so so there's all that stuff. Uh, I mean, the, the other stuff where people are like, oh, I'm glad these like rich people are dead. Like those folks That's suck. Gross. That's gross. Yeah. Like it's That's gross. It's a gross thing to do. Um, are you a communist? Like, oh, don't answer that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know the answer to that. Um, so that that's all gross. Um, you know, I, I got in a discussion with one of my coworkers today who's like, man was never meant to go down there. If God wanted us to be on the bottom of the ocean, he would have put us there. What are we doing down there? How, should we be exploring the bottom of the ocean, Tim? Or is that just <laughs> spitting in the face of God to, to try to even okay, bother so going that's, down there? That's that's kind of the – I alluded to this earlier, right? Like there's discussions of religion that just 
that are are beyond me, right? Like God, that that whole knowing what God wanted when the stories that God has handed us have been abused by man, God purportedly handed us have been abused by man. Like no one has the right to say what God would or wouldn't want. And if God exists, like his rules could be clear. He could say, you know, like, but that that's not in any way, shape or form of what I view, what religion was, you know, kind of started to be. Right. Nor if there was a God, would I think that he would prohibit us from exploring yeah, the bottom of so. the ocean? You know, like, I just yeah. don't see it that way. No, I, I didn't take that discussion like all that seriously. Like, like we should be prohibited by God's will to do that to to go down there. It's more what, like what she, it. She might have been touching on though is that religion, a, a successful uh, adherence to religion, forcing adherence, does yeah. in fact rely on using people's fear of death. Like, yep. let's. We well, sure. I mean, oh, that's certainly a thing. Good. I don't think that was the point my coworker was trying. To, I think the point she was more making is like. If you go down there, we weren't really meant to be down there, so you you have to expect bad consequences. But to to me, uh, that um, could be. yeah, I, like that I, that's how I took it because we also talked about space too, and she's like, I don't think I don't think man was meant to to go up in space. I'm like, no, we weren't, but we're gonna do it anyway, and that's awesome. I love it. Like, <laughs> wait, like space is hostile, right? There's radiation, like your blood and your body does weird things in zero g. Like yeah. every planet outside of Earth, like wants to kill us and kill us quickly and painfully. But we're gonna say screw it. We're we're gonna we're gonna defy the odds. You know, shake our fist at the sky. You know, oh, and, and say like we're gonna we're gonna go live on Mars. And I I think that's I am I'm, I, I'm that like spirit. an optimist about this stuff. Yeah. And, and same thing about going to the bottom of the ocean. You're like, should we be doing that? Heck yeah, we should. You know why? Because we can, because we want to see what's down there because maybe we'll discover something cool or terrifying. Maybe we wake up Cthulhu and like, you know, the world ends, but we should wake up. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. Look, I think the point is, is that we shouldn't like live in fear of our environment. We don't necessarily have to conquer it and beat it into submission either, but like, we you like you're saying we could find that one rock that like we put into a little like glass jar and we have electric for a million years i mean yeah conjecture is what runs the human species you know what i mean like it anything is. could be down there it is and you know without going too deep down the religious rabbit hole patricia on youtube said i'd ask why did god make the ocean and us smart enough to explore it? you know yeah i mean and that's how there's there's a lot of christians who think that way and and that's at I, I get it and I agree with them. You know, that, that's yeah. if you're going to believe in God, God gave us the, the tools of intelligence and we were meant to to explore and, and learn and build and challenge. Why give us curiosity and opposable thumbs, man? Like, hello. Yeah. It's obvious God wants us to take things apart and put them back together, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to get too deep down to like the, the theocratic debate stuff, but you no, know, we'll just, just mostly like, time. yeah, you know, mostly wanted to, to, you know, close the loop on some of the submarine stuff. And, you know, I, I think we're going to probably call it a night because we've already run kind of long relative to where we are, unless there's something like you really no, want to talk I'm about. I'm good, man. I, I, I'm, my brain is spinning a million miles an hour. I can tell I'm physically on an upswing, but I could hinder that by staying on this, doing talking for too long. So I'm, I'm okay with ending the show tonight. Left a couple things hanging. I do think we should consider scheduling um, 
an auxiliary show or a, a show that's not for the radio and just chilling it out and making fun of everybody or something, you know? Okay. That could be a good time. Um, all right. Sounds good. Thanks folks who, uh, listen today. All y'all who are still listening on the show. Appreciate you being here. We're going to call it a night. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Steve Becker says. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. You know, you, that's why you sign the liability forms. <laughs> you gotta know but all right have a good night folks take care bye a free solution 